When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The spirit of Borovic's late wife had been the source of Kila, Maypri, and Yilari's sleepless nights. With Solana finally at rest, our heroines brought Borovic to Erling, the seat of power for the witches of Rashomon, so that he could meet the daughter he had never met. The innkeeper showed interest in Yulari's, but the women were too busy eating stew to pay much notice. Finally, they slept. You're listening to The Broadswords. And when she died, she became tied to the moss stones. Tracy Gibbons plays Keela, the high elf bard. Maybe it's a sign to just sleep on the ground. The tiefling barbarian Maypri is played by Bianca Zelda. I'm going to pick up the remaining poles and hold on to them tightly. And Kristen Flemons plays Yalari's the half-elf wizard. And she lights some fire in her hand, trying to appear threatening to ghosts. In the morning, you come down to the common room of the inn, and you sit down to a full breakfast of cheese, sausage, and sliced apples sautéed in brown butter and sage. Mm. Saloff sets a pitcher of mulled apple cider on the table in front of you. There's a communal bathhouse in the back, if you'd like, he says, built over one of the hot springs. If you wait a turn of the glass, you'll have it to yourselves. Well, okay, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I was going to ask how communal are we talking here, but there'll be no one... There, in a turn of a glass? Can we put, a, like, a sock on the door to make sure no one comes in? What, you don't want to get naked with we me? Can... Are you propositioning me? <laughs> Gross, no. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I will take the bathhouse after the next turn of the glass by myself. As you wish. And at that, the door of the inn opens, letting bright sunlight filter inside, Standing in the threshold is a woman in pale green robes, and upon her face is a half-mask. It covers the upper half of her face, and it is covered in moss. Yelaris, granddaughter of Natasi, great-granddaughter of Lizelle, your presence is requested by Nithra of the Seven Rivers. She steps to the side of the door and sweeps her arm in a motion that indicates for Yolaris to proceed. At this Hathorin's words, 
Saloth's brows raise, and he looks at you, Yelaris, with interest. Yelaris, you've never heard these names before. Yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, But it sounds very important. So I am going to pretend that this is familiar and uh, stand up with as much dignity and poise as I can muster and stride off across the room without looking back. She allows you to exit the inn before her and she shuts the the door behind both of you. And then at which point she folds both of her hands into the opposite sleeve of her robe and she leads the way across the village green. I'm gonna sort of try and ask her as we walk uh so you know who i am how do you know who i am she smiles just a small small smile just the the corners of her mouth just twinge slightly upwards and she nods and motions at the mid-sized mound because remember, all the buildings in this village are built into mounds of, of dirt, really, and they're covered in grass and flowers. And this mid-sized mound with a intricately wooden carved door in the center of it is covered in the tiny purple flowers of purple sage. She opens the door and holds it for you. I'm going to step inside. The room that you find yourself in is thick with the smoke of burning sage and something... Are you... Are you proficient in herbalism at all? Um... I mean, herbalism isn't one of the skills. There's uh, medicine, which I'm not proficient in, and nature, which I'm also not proficient it's a tool proficiency oh um no i'm very good at dragon chess (laughs) um what about your nature i mean i'm not proficient in it i have it's just an intelligence base intelligence Mm -hmm. role should i do a roll yeah let's do it get those dice warmed up uh that is a 14 plus 3 so 17 Okay, you know that the it's familiar. You you smell the scent of burning sage and mugwort. You know what? Actually, give me an arcana check. I think this would be an arcana check. Give me one of those. Okay. This I am proficient at. Um, so that's a 14 plus 5, so 19. Okay, you know that sage is a cleansing herb. But mugwort is often used for dream magic. Hmm. And in particular, it's known for prophecy, prophetic dreams. Oh, so like at the moss stones. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Something, something similar. In this room, it's bare, really, except that there are intricately, um, beautifully woven rugs and carpets that are piled thickly covering the floor and in the center of this room is a large bronze brazier 
the brazier is the source of all of this smoke that's coming and filling this room. And on the other side of this brazier is a woman. She sits cross-legged and she, as well, like all of the Hathren that you have met, has a half-mask on. And this half-mask has great antlers that come out, um, standing outright in this wondrous kind of crown. And interwoven through these antlers is a braid of creeping sage, similar to that that was growing outside. Please, sit, she says with a wave of her hand. I'm going to give her sort of like an awkward curtsy nod at the same time as I'm trying to sit and probably it's just not as dignified as I was hoping, but I sit cross like at a crosser at the fire. Through the eye holes of the woman's mask, um, now that you're closer to her, you can see that her eyes are closed. And as you settle down and settle in on the pile of rugs, the woman who escorted you bows and she ducks out of the building, closing the door behind her, leaving you in darkness save for the warm glow of the coals in the brazier. You have questions. I can feel them in you. They swirl around inside you like a storm, but the loudest crackle of thunder is about your father, Bron Lee. She reaches into the small chest that there is beside her, and she takes out a handful of leaves. She drops them into the brazier, and they begin to smoke. But that, she says, her eyes opening, and she stares directly at you, Eularis, is the wrong question. Okay. What's the right question? Pre, we are back at the inn, the Green Chapel. As the door shuts behind the Hathren and Yulares, Selaf looks at the pair of you. The line of Eldrev. It was thought to have died out as he starts to pick up Yulares' used utensils and plate. Who's Eldrev? Oh, Eldrev. She was a powerful witch, a Hathren. Centuries ago, the forces of Thay were stronger then, and under her guidance, Rashman kept the Red Wizards at bay. Her daughters were strong with magic, and her line respected. But Natasi, the last Hathren of the line, well, she fell in love with an elven man, and from their brief union, only a son was born. So, somehow Yulares is related to that line? Salaf shrugs. If the Hathren say so, then it is so. Maypree's going to turn to Keela and kind of like side-eye Salaf and quietly say, I've seen Larry's fight and she's not exactly what I would call mm, impressive. I know you Larry's can't hear that, but <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> 
Gladly. Oh, the claws are coming out. <laughs> Miss, I'm going to burn my hands on my <laughs> smoky glaive. I do my best. Just be careful here. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I'm going to turn to Maypri and say... I do agree with you, and I don't really know what to make of this, but I'm kind of glad she's gone. Yeah, let's go take a bath uninterrupted by uh, Miss Prissy Pants. Oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Salef just shakes his head at you, too, and nods towards the back door. All right, we're basically going arm in arm off to this bath. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there there may be some skipping. Eularies, you feel heady from the scent of the burning leaves. Your vision starts to blur, and your eyelids feel heavy. Yeah, I think I've been suppressing coughs the whole time down here. Um, can I do some sort of check to see if she's drugging me? Is this just the, the sage and mugwort? Is there some... Something else? Um, why don't you do a nature, another nature check? Okay. Not as good. Six plus three, so just a nine. You're, you think... I mean, there's definitely burning sage and there's definitely mugwort. You're not entirely sure what else she put in there. You didn't really see the, the leaves that were in her hand. I'm going to try and ask her again. Maybe a little slurred. What What is the right question? The room swirls about you, and you fall backward. You fall, and you fall, and you fall and sink into the rugs behind you and underneath you. There's definitely something else in that smoke. And then you're sitting. You're sitting on the bench of a small wooden rowboat. There are balls of silver light dancing in the darkness around you, and the boat glides forward into the inky blackness. Hmm. Is there anyone else with me in this boat? No. Can I see anything else around? It's all all black. black. Okay, I'm gonna gonna call out, like... Hello? Is anybody there? A webbed hand reaches up from the water and grasps the- I'm gonna slap it. I don't like that. <laughs> Yuck. Give, me a- give me a dexterity check. Okay. Um, that's a 16. Okay, you slap it and it's slimy. <laughs> It's slimy Ew. and it's gross. I don't like it. It it um it recedes and then it comes again from the other side of the boat and it grabs the side of the boat and it starts pulling it down. The boat, the rowboat is dipping to the side. I'm going to I'm going to throw a firebolt at that. <laughs> the signature move, right? Okay. <laughs> throw throw a firebolt. Oh god. 
Um, that's a 12 plus attack bonus of 5, so 17. Okay, you hit the webbed hand. Okay. Um, that is 8 damage. Okay, what does that look like? Is, is probably a little bit of screaming at the same time. Just like <laughs> slap the one hand and then see the other and just like ah! and just like a fiery burst right on top. Okay, and as that's happening the other side, another hand comes and it pulls on the boat and it flips right over and you go tumbling into the water. There's a lot of kicking and thrashing and Maybe some unwise loss of breath as I try and scream at something. <laughs> you start sinking, and your hair trails upward, and it waves in the current like seaweed. And more webbed hands grasp at you. They're at your wrists, they're at your hair, your dress, your ankles, and they're pulling you down. They're pulling you deeper and deeper into this water. Keelan may pre. Mm. Hey. Hi. How was your bath going? Oh, it's just delightful. It's lovely. Mm. Nice and warm. Uh, there's nobody in here with us. We've got like the whole space to ourselves. It's really clean, which is nice. You know, coming from like a little um, mossy place, you'd think it'd be a little dirty, but they manage it really, really well. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sunny outside and there are some, some trees dotting the area. It's just lovely. All right. What what what's some of that conversation like? What do we have to talk about with each other? <laughs> I mean, okay, so realistically, this is our very first time actually talking with each other. It's uh, true. So, uh like, okay, so let's like I'll get into this. So, Keila, what brought you with the caravan that took us to the strange place? Well, the moss stones, but we ended up here. I like you, Maypre. But I don't know if I like you enough to tell you yet. Oh, I'm going to clutch my heart a little bit. <laughs> little kind of personally hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. But um, wh- why don't you tell me your story? Uh, my story? Yeah, I would love to. It's super short. I was traveling. I came across these pilgrims and they're like, hey, we're going to this place. I didn't understand the place, but it sounded lovely, so I joined them. You know, is there any reason to travel other than because a place sounds lovely? I Is there? <laughs> That's why I travel all the time. I've traveled my whole life. I've seen some really cool things. Just last year, I saw a plant, and it had teeth, and it was eating deer. Deer? You're joking. Yeah, right? Right? I thought it was amazing. I couldn't fight it because it tried to eat my weapon, but it was a good, it was a good sightseeing moment. <laughs> eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis shows up and starts singing. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's really pretty. <laughs> good musical moment. <laughs> oh man I'm just picturing Maypre there with like a sketchbook after the weapon fails of like well okay neat 
You know, I don't know if I can uh, beat the tree that eats swords, but um, I did once go to a town entirely comprised of gnomes, and none of them had ever left their town before, so I was basically just a a giant queen to them. It was fantastic. Did you step on any of them by chance? Just the children. Well, this one, dark. (laughs) Oh, no. Gnomes are like three and a half feet tall. <laughs> Not the answer I was expecting. Not <laughs> 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 the children. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> Let me compose myself for a second. Okay. Right. I don't think we're going to be allowed to bathe together anymore. No. Is there any weird smoke in the bathhouse? Okay, Yularis, you are being pulled deeper into this water. What are you doing? I think I'm just attacking everything that I can touch, um, whether it's a good idea or not. Uh, I'm not cool with this. So can I question, can you cast fire spells underwater? What happens? Um, do you have to talk to cast that spell? Oh, good question. Um, let me look at my spell cards. Burning hands. Yeah, I guess it does have a verbal component, so that wouldn't happen. Uh, and this one. Yep, they all involve talking. I do a lot of talking. (laughs) Um, so I guess I am not casting spells at these unseen attackers um so i'm probably clawing at them with my nails and just thrashing as much as possible to just make myself a a frustrating snack a frustrating in the worst possible case i will not go down easy i will give them indigestion if it is the last thing i do a face appears above the surface of the water it's a man's face And what's weird, it's not distorted. You can see it perfectly. It's a familiar face, actually. Um, It is the face of the innkeeper in Waterdeep. The man who ran the inn where you joined Gris and the caravan. Oh. He extends a hand towards you. I'm going to reach for that like crazy. His hand closes about yours firmly, and warmth spreads through your body as you are pulled up and out of the water, and you're standing in a clearing. It's mid-morning. A crumbling tower stands nearby, and the air is clear and full of birdsong. The bald man nods. It is not weakness to accept help. Thank you. You will find what you are looking for, he says with a smile. And seven golden birds fly up into the air. And then the man fades from sight. 
Nithra sits smiling at you from across the brazier. Your right hand is warm, particularly your middle finger. Um, I think I'm probably still coughing and sputtering a little bit as if it was water, but I guess it's probably the smoke uh, at this point. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit up and just ask her, what was that? What, what was that? What was that? It was the dreams, she says. Did you find your answers? Maybe, but I don't know what questions they go to. You will learn. There were, there were these webbed monsters in a boat, and I was drowning, and then the innkeeper was there, and he pulled me up on the shore, and there were seven golden birds, and now my fingers are warm, and how am I supposed to understand any of this? How, what does it mean? Do you look at your finger? Yeah, probably when I'm, like, babbling this to her, and be like, my fingers are warm, and, like, hold up my hand and look at them. Do they look funny? There is a ring carved from... Give me a, a nature roll, actually. Okay. Ten. There, you have a wooden ring. It's made of two different types of wood that are intertwined with each other. And it is on your middle finger. You're going to look at that and be like, huh, that's new. And just sort of like show it to her like, neat, look. Her her brows arch at that. And in fact, she looks surprised. How did you get that? I, I don't know. I, he grabbed my hand to pull me out of the water. And then when I woke up, my hand was warm, especially that finger. Do you recognize it? Does it mean something? What is it? Come here. I'll scoot around the brazier towards her. And she holds out her left palm. Okay, I'll put my hand in it. Okay, she examines it carefully and squints at it. It is made of ash and holly. And she glances at the box of leaves that she has next to her. It is definitely about dreams and prophecy, but I... Who gave this to you? The innkeeper from Waterdeep. The innkeeper. She frowns. She turns your hand face palm upwards, and she traces the lines of your palm. And then she closes your fingers. She places her hand over yours. You will find your answers. Do you have a couple you want to throw me as like a starter set of answers? <laughs> Bronle, your father. Bronle, I never have heard that name. He is your father. He is in one of the strongholds to the north. One of the Vremyoni. What, what are the Vremyoni? You know nothing of our ways. And yet you sit in Erling, the seat of our power. 
The Ramioni are men. They are arcane casters. And they have two choices. One, to live away in the strongholds, away from everyone. Or they can leave Rashomon and never return. But he must have returned then. Yes, he, he left. He met my mother. I exist. But he came back and you let him? We let him. How come? For the sake of his mother. Who is his mother? Natasi, your grandmother. The last of the line of Eldrev. Is she still alive? No. No, she is long gone. But my, my father yet lives. Your father lives in the stronghold to the north. Should I go find him, do you think? That is up to you. You seek a question. I'm not used to having this much freedom. It's uh, a little daunting sometimes, knowing what to do with it. You will learn. And she pats your closed hand, and she takes her hands away, and she closes her eyes. I guess I'll sort of sit there awkwardly for a while as I assume she's meditating and then when she doesn't do anything or acknowledge me anymore I'll start scooting out back towards the door. Maypri and Keela. So, you're all clean now? You all ready? Ready to go? Yep. Yeah. We, um, did we... Go to Yolari's room and by chance try out some of the fire wine? Cause oh, that is a fantastic idea. She's not there to tell us no. <laughs> it's a little burny on the, way, like, on the way down, but it is tasty. This is very expensive wine that you're just <laughs> drinking up. Um, they do not sell this in a box. <laughs> no, this is not <laughs> sold in a box. I can see why it's expensive. It's delicious. Oh, <laughs> All right, um, I need both of you to give me constitution saving throws. You need to roll more than a 12. Oh, dear. <laughs> Four. Amateurs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I got a 15, so I'm doing great. <laughs> You, on the other hand, oh, my poor Keela. <laughs> okay, um, this is something to write down on your sheet. Keela. Oh, no. You don't feel very good. And in fact, you get minus one to your wisdom <laughs> uh, for the next two hours. Maypre, you feel strong. This wine, it just flows through your blood and you just like, you feel like you can take on the world. And you feel like you can lift mountains. You have a plus two to your strength for the next two hours. 
All right, I might exploit this. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Time to go pump some iron. Does Does Faerun have many gyms? Right? It's a very interesting question. I think you just go outside and start lifting heavy things. Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Perfectly normal. You're, you're going like... Oh, which which Rocky is that? Where he like goes out to the country and like chases chickens and stuff. Okay, well, let's just say that Mipri is out there chasing some chickens around. I kind of like that though. Yes, just heaving rocks to and fro. Definitely <laughs> hosting her own Highland Games, <laughs> throwing a couple at the chickens while I'm chasing them. Yeah, one one tiefling Highland Games <laughs> log toss in the village green. What do the locals think of this? Oh gosh, they probably think I'm some kind of abomination. <laughs> this is a very quiet community of the women who are in charge of this country. Quiet no more. <laughs> like these very like professional political women, and then there's me. <laughs> Excellent contrast. And as you're tossing a log across the village green, Maypre, Kilo, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just encouraging her. I'm just in the back, kind of slurring my words a little bit because obviously I'm feeling this stuff. It's just like, yeah, Maypre, get pick that one up next. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're just like cheering her on. Another Hatherin with a mask of raisin feathers, raven feathers, raisin feathers, with raisin feathers, <laughs> raisin feathers. <laughs> Another Hatherin with a mask of raven feathers stands next to you. Kila, daughter of the road, she says, motioning for you to follow. My dad's name wasn't Road. It's me again, and it is late again, but this time I don't have wine. I have a jalapeno pilsner, and it is delicious. Our next episode will be out January 13th, and in the meantime, you should definitely go check out North by Northwest. Their second volume is going to be coming out on January 3rd. And there's going to be a little something-something from the Broadswords universe, a little Easter egg for all of you good, fine folks. And you should definitely go give it a listen. Well, I think that's it for this one, folks. See you next time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Mmm. Like, we've got more oh years having this existential crisis, and then we're just fucking around. It's <laughs> 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 <That is> perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah, we're stopping recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, geez. That's amazing. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs>